What's going on, Lifesavers? Welcome back to another episode of the Exploring with Micah podcast. Oh man, oh man, I am excited. I am excited for today's episode. Earlier this week, I actually asked you guys on a story whether or not you guys would like for me to talk more and on deeper about self-hatred and self-acceptance. And what's the difference and how can we turn our self-hatred into self-acceptance? You know, it's actually a great time for me to talk about this because there was a book that I just finished reading called The Courage to be Disliked. I will be explaining some ideas from this book and I will highly, highly suggest that you read it yourself. Quick little update with me. I'm doing a little bit better regarding my work. I'm slowly getting things back on track. I am taking some things off my plate right now that I can't handle. And I will be consistently doing one to two podcast episodes per week. I will have, if it's one per week, it will be longer. It will be one that's about this long. And if it's short and if it's two a week, it'll be one that's longer, one that's just a quick message off the top from my energy. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right, what's going on, you guys? We're going to be getting into the first section of this podcast, self-hatred versus self-acceptance. What's the difference? Today, we're going to be looking at self-hatred from as a completely raw onion. We're peeling off all the skin. You may get triggered by this. You may disagree. This is all dependent on how many layers you have peeled within yourself on understanding this concept. I'm not here to tell you how to think. I'm just going to sit here with you for the next couple minutes, and we're going to peel this onion slowly together until we get to the bottom of why do we really self-hate? Where does that really come from? To give context, I want you to keep this image that I'm going to describe to you right now in your mind throughout this whole podcast. Not just this section, but it will apply to each section. Think about a ladder. And everyone has a place on that ladder. This is called a vertical relationship and interpersonal relationships. The birth of self-hatred comes from a vertical relationship on a ladder. Now I'm going to describe the ladder. Imagine yourself not being at the bottom, but being at the top of the ladder. The problem with being at the top of the ladder is that now you were so worried about making sure that the people below you don't catch up to you because you see them as competition and you're trying to protect yourself while being up there, while still climbing higher than what the top is because the top to you is way above the ladder. It's your ideal self. We'll get into that concept in a second. If you're in the middle of the ladder, you are now also trying to climb the ladder like a rat race while also trying to protect yourself from the people below you. We see a lot and we act a lot of our relationships from this standpoint of I need to protect myself. I need to become better than who I am right now. All of these things are now developed into the family behaviors that you were taught. Like if you ever were out with your family and you noticed yourself, you noticed your family, you know, it was a great dinner, great experience, but they felt the need to point out something negative about the experience. They felt the need to judge something. That often comes from a desire to protect themselves. 
everything in life is you're trying to these are survival mechanisms to protect yourself and when we believe we're in relationships in our lives that are designed for us to be protecting our identities we can't really ever grow from these kinds of relationships and we'll end up developing self-criticism now the problem with being taught to judge and being taught to criticize is that any experience that you're having you're forcing yourself to look at it from a very pessimistic point of view a very negative point of view but the real difficulty that comes with looking at everything from a negative point of view is that you're actually teaching yourself that the current experience the current version that you are right now is not good enough that is the subliminal subconscious messaging that you are being taught and you're taught this by people who hate themselves that's why they judge and look for negative things they're constantly in that mindset of how i am right now is not good enough therefore the environment around me is not good enough everything is always a reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves that ultimately will control the relationship with the world that we have with the people in our life and how we enact with all of that now often what comes with never feeling like the current person that you are is good enough of course the self criticism comes in of course the self hatred comes in but that comes because the current person that you are if that's not good enough you then create what's called a high standard high expectations an ideal version of yourself that you feel that you now have to live up to that you feel that you now have to pursue in some way I'd like to give an example in this current moment there is a, a narrative going on in my mind i'm not a part of it that is simply trying to make me speak a specific kind of way act a specific kind of way so that I can protect myself from potential judgments coming from any of you guys. That's silly, but it's a thing that we're all taught. We're all taught that how we currently are, how we're currently presenting ourselves, how we currently are just at all in our life is never good enough. Therefore, if we always see everything from a lens of it not being good enough, we always assume that better is going to get rid of that feeling. But truthfully, If you're still stuck in the mindset of hating things, hating yourself, not believing you're good enough, pursuing more is never going to change it because you haven't changed the mindset in which you pursue things. Now all of this never being able to now reach your standard, this causes people pleasing. Self-hatred is people pleasing. In a way it's people pleasing. They all kind of wrap into this shoe, like this little ball of yarn with each other. And Of course, the moment you start to hate yourself is the moment you develop personalities to try and protect yourself. You start being someone that you're not. You start being someone else that you know will receive recognition and validation from other people because remember, on a ladder, validation is protection. Validation is protection. Keep that idea in mind. When the moment you stop being who you think you are because you believe that's not good enough and you were taught that that was not good enough is the moment you will start to develop depression on whatever degree because you're in depression really just like how Jim Carrey says it's you're tired of being someone that you're not but you're only being that person because in your head you think that's the only way that you'll get validation 
protection and it's the only way that you will be able to secure your spot on the ladder it's crazy it's crazy this whole model that we create of ourselves and the relationship we build with ourselves just off of the first couple years of our lives why do we self-hate everything that i just said it's this whole cycle of learning that who you currently are is not good enough so you need to change who you currently are which is now an ideal version of yourself that you hold an expectation of yourself too because you believe being that better version of yourself is going to protect you it's going to validate you it's going to make you believe that you're good enough but all of that is phony bullshit but i'll get into that in another section that's really what self-hatred is Self-hatred is the high standards that you put on yourself the moment you stop believing you were enough the way that you currently are. And then every moment that you don't meet that expectation, which you never will because you don't have the perspective to meet it, is the moment you start to criticize yourself more. You're looking at all the criticism that you're giving yourself as actually part of a form of protection. especially if you've been criticizing yourself for so long you know that criticism is safe because if you learn in a family environment where everything was being judged it's very difficult for you to understand that anything that and how that you currently are anything that's normal normal as in basic but normal as in just who you are right now not an extreme experience that makes you incredibly emotional or extremely happy just how you are right now The moment you start to believe and live from a place that you were not enough is where the whole self self-hatred cycle lives and breathes. Now we're going to talk about though what is self-acceptance? What is the polarity to this idea? And the question, what if people don't like me? What is self-acceptance? when we believe in the question of what if people don't like me I'm going to now state the book that I've just read having the courage to be disliked and I'm going to state an example of the self-acceptance I've needed to give myself very recently I used to be very afraid of being disliked like currently I am leaving one of my clients one of my jobs that's a good source of income for me but I'm having I was having difficulty leaving it because I was afraid of them not liking me anymore. I was afraid of no longer getting the recognition for being that person. I was afraid of no longer receiving the validation because I considered the validation protection. We're back into this idea. The first step in self-acceptance is to look at who you are right now from a space of That's just how I am. That's how I am right now and that is okay. Those words may not be believable if you're still looking at it from a lens of I'm not good enough. You have to create separation between you and that person inside that believes they're not good enough. Accepting that people disliking accepting that people disliking you means you're living true to your own standards. That's self-acceptance. If people dislike you, 
it means you're living true to you. Now take that with a grain of salt because doing delinquent behavior is a little different. There's a different psychology that goes into that, but I won't get into that right now. Self-acceptance is being absolutely okay with people not liking you for the way that you are and for the way that you live your life. Because the only way that that kind of relationship is possible is if you believe the people who are judging you, you don't see the judgments coming at you as knives. Like the same analogy I think I used in a past podcast. I was explaining this point to my mom. Before, she used to take everything I used to say very critically, even though my intention of my words and my tone said otherwise. But to her, she literally saw my words as a knife being thrown at her. So she immediately became defensive to them because she saw my words as a threat to where she was in the ladder. She was busy being part of the vertical relationship. Self-acceptance can exist in a vertical relationship. You have to be able to see the people around you as comrades. It's like having a, a coworker at work, you know, let you know on how like they didn't like your food. And it's like, well, that's okay because the your your role with me is not to eat my food, right? Like there's a better way of explaining this is If you see everyone in your life as comrades, you're no longer in competition with someone. And when you're not in competition, you're not in a place that you need to protect yourself from. You're just in a place that's, okay, this is what's happening to me. I understand your opinion. I'll take it into account, but I'm still going to live by me. And the only reason that you can even act so calmly to such a situation is to not see what they're saying to you as a dagger being thrown at you. I'll talk about in the fourth section, the last section, of how to actually obtain this in more of a step-by-step process, but I'm just right now trying to paint a picture for you. People who seek validation see validation as protection. They think recognition is protection. But here's the problem with that. Validation also can prevent you from being true to who you are. You get addicted to the validation rather than addicted to just having people dislike you and you being okay with that. Most people can't be okay if someone else doesn't like them. We get so bothered by this idea. We get so bothered that, why why don't they like me? What did I do to maybe like hurt their feelings or something, right? We're so worried about this concept, but all that time that you're spending being worried about whether or not people are really going to like you is all of the time that you were doing disrespecting yourself and trying to change yourself or criticize yourself for who you currently are because that didn't receive protection. It didn't receive validation. It received rebuke. It received a negative response. And if you're so worried about receiving, not receiving a negative response from people, you will always hate yourself. You will always hate yourself self-acceptance takes courage and it's honesty to yourself about what you can and can't control you have to remove your standards of yourself standards only exist if you're trying to live up to someone else's standards of you because they want you to act this specific kind of way in their story and in their novel with you 
You don't have any business doing that. You're writing your own book. You don't have to participate in other people's books if you don't want to. That doesn't mean you're not in any relationships with anyone or having any friends. You just don't have to be who they want you to be. You can be who you are. And if they're not okay with them being who you be, you being who you are, if they're not okay with that, you being who you are, then they can go find another person to write in their novel. But it won't be you. Remove your control. Part of standards is... It, it's a level of control. You really want to control people in the way that they see you. It's just another form of protection. But the more and more that you focus on being and trying to protect yourself, the more you're feeding into the idea of living in a vertical relationship. Everyone's your comrade. That's the basis of a self-acceptance. Everyone is a comrade. But in order for you to see people as comrades, is you have to stop, not stop, fuck that word. You have to have the courage to trust people. You have to have the courage to see everyone as a comrade and have the courage to be okay if they don't want to participate in you seeing them as a comrade. They may still judge you. You can't control that. But you have to be okay with that. And you have to get rid of your opinions. Now, of course, you're, an, you're a person, right? You have opinions about things. You're your, your perspective. But in the sense of placing your opinions on other people. Self-acceptance is being okay with how other people are as well. Because you can't really accept somebody else unless you're really accepting yourself. When you remove your opinions of how you want other people to be, you're removing your desire to have them be a specific kind of way in your novel. They can be who they are, or whoever they want to present themselves as, really. It's a unique thing, and I'm making this, and I'll probably make a future podcast on this when I have a better grasp of these ideas. But from what I've understood and what I've learned about self-acceptance, it's noticing what you can control, which is who you are and how you perceive the relationship with you and other people in your life. Seeing people as comrades, a horizontal relationship. What you can't control, if people judge you. What you can't control, if other people criticize you. What you can't control, if other people also want to live in that kind of relationship with you. None of that matters. Because it takes courage to be disliked. And if you have the courage to be disliked, then you have the courage to accept yourself. And to live your life your own way. Now how does self-hatred and self-acceptance really differ? We've broken down kind of what both of them are and we mix them just a little bit. But how do they really differ? It has to do with the kind of relationship you have and the kind of relationships you've developed interpersonal relationships and the courage to be disliked they break down this idea of vertical and horizontal relationships the ideas that i was just proposing to you i want to now give a little bit more understanding of what a horizontal relationship is you may visually compare them if you like a horizontal relationship is simply just a flat plane no one is trying to climb anything everyone is simply trying to help each other stay on the flat plane 
Sorry, I'm fasting today, you guys. You may have heard that. My stomach was rumbling. Seeing everyone in your life as a Conrad, instead of this individual, individualism of, I need to protect me, I need to get to the top. I need to receive validation, I need to receive protection, right? Whatever self-prophecy you're trying to fulfill in a vertical relationship. Horizontal relationships are tribal. You're seeing everyone as a comrade. You're seeing your concern from others and how they can help you and how you can help them. It's an exchange. It's not selfish. Now, I'm going to give a little bit more detail about what a vertical relationship is so we can compare it to this idea. Put it simply, horizontal is helping everyone feel valid. You're moving your focus off of your self-consciousness, your attachment to yourself, to concern for others. But you can only do that if you're no longer participating in a competition-based relationship. That's a vertical relationship. Vertical relationships are competition-based. You're fighting to protect your spot on some hierarchy ladder while you're climbing up. That's why when someone says something to you, you get mad, right? Like uh, someone judges you because you see it as a threat. Nothing's a threat. Nothing is a threat. When you hate yourself and criticize yourself, you're placing yourself on your own ladder that you're trying to reach the top of. And every step that you take that's not getting you closer, you hate yourself for it. It's crazy. It's a crazy idea, but it just has to do with you're always being taught that how I am right now is never going to be good enough, but if I make it up here, I'll be good enough. It's the same idea as money. It's the same exact idea as money. If I get more money, I'll be happier. People who live by that ideal system. It's an ideal self. It's a standard. You believe that getting somewhere else is going to somehow fix how you currently feel. And I'm going to tell you this now. That's never the solution, ever. The solution is always from within you on being able to accept where you currently are. But you can't do that if you think you're trying to climb some kind of ladder. Everyone is living their own story. Everyone is writing their own novel and having their own experiences. There's no competition in any of those. There's collaboration. And that's where we get into horizontal relationships. There's no competition based. It's only seeing everyone as a Conrad. Someone that is your friend. You're trying to support each other. It's tribal. Think about like a tribal city, right? Like tribal times, like when we were a caveman and before we had monarchs and, and medieval and presidents now and governments, everything was, everyone had a role to play. And no one was better than anyone. Some, some, one person's role, yes, was to be the leader. But their role could only exist with everyone else's role. People who could, like, to give an example, let's say in a modern setting. Let's say some of us, their jobs was to do, to do the laundry in a family household. Others' jobs were to take out the trash and, and garden, right? And, like, uh, cut the grass and stuff like that. Others were to clean the dishes and maybe cook. Everyone now has a role. Everyone now is a source of value. Everyone now has worth. And everyone is concerned for each other because there is a dependency on one another. It's a healthy dependency. It's not to say that I need you to validate me. It's more so of what you offer, I need. And therefore, 
and what you and what I offer you need. So we're going to help each other out. It's camaraderie, it's connection, it's collaboration. The difference in this model, if I can put it simply, is everyone deserves respect. Everyone is equal, and. Everyone accepts what they can do and what they can't do. It's like instead of trying to run a whole business by yourself, you hire the people who specialize in specific acts of it. It's the same exact idea. It's less individualism and it's more community collaboration, community feeling. You're working towards the same goal, whatever that is. To have a great human experience, make more money, who knows? But it's all not coming from a place of I'm trying to get somewhere because getting somewhere is going to change how I currently feel. That's a very individualistic way of looking at things and participating in the world. Because you're always focused on what someone can give you. If you switch your mindset to accepting and loving, you'll be able to trust other people even if they hurt you. You'll be able to keep a very open heart to things because you don't see them as an enemy. And you'll be able to love anything that someone says to you because you know it's either got nothing to do with you, if it's a judgment, it's got nothing to do with you, or you don't have to see it as a judgment. It's not a knife being thrown at you. I hope I gave a decent explanation of these three and how they sort of coexist and co-mingle with each other. I would definitely work on philosophizing these ideas better and they'll be out of my book. And much simpler ideas, of course. But now let's get into the fourth section, which is okay, I understand what a vertical relationship is. I understand parts of myself may hate themselves and I understand why that and where that comes from. I understand the concept of self-acceptance. But how do you obtain self-acceptance? How do you obtain self-acceptance? Number 1. Have the courage to be disliked. If you need help with that, book is on the screen. The courage to be disliked. You have to have the courage and to be okay with other people not liking you. That's the first step to self-acceptance. Number 2. See everyone as a comrade, not someone that you need to protect yourself from. Even though they may judge you, they may attack you. Understand where all of that is coming from. It's the same idea as someone who hurt you. Hurt people hurt people. But hurt people who hurt people oftentimes believe that they also need to protect themselves, so they hurt other people as a protection of themselves. And third, we'll help bring all of this together. Just like how I always tell you to start a spiritual practice, not because I want you to become close with God. I don't I'm not trying to place a motive for you. I'm more so trying to encourage you to be able to hold space for these wounded parts of yourself that learned these survival mechanisms of judgment is protection will help me protect myself. Validation will help me protect myself. Who I am currently is not enough. Hold space for all of those younger parts of you that believe that and learn that criticism and judgment and who you are right now is not enough. 
hold space for all of that because what that's looking for is love and safety and it's only acting in that way because that's how it learned what love and safety was but that's okay you become love and safety that's what spiritual practice is it's being able to cultivate such a place within yourself that is already the embodiment of love and safety you don't have to create it you just have to access it from inside by no longer participating in the mind chatter that's judging other people participate in seeing other people as judging you is something you need to protect yourself from many many different examples it's all about tapping into the space inside of you that is love and safety and to be able to be that role and be that space for the parts of yourself that still believe you do need to protect yourself that's how you obtain this i've obtained where i am right now by just tapping into the love that's already in me tapping into the energy that is the abundance that is god that is flow that is source universe but you can only do that if you're in stillness movement is can be reactive especially to your environment but if you know how to sit still if you know how to focus on your breathing get more and more into your senses and in your body you'll start to understand yourself a whole lot more and you'll be able to look at all of your reactions all of your mind from a place that's in your body and no longer being a slave to your mind you got to remember your mind is never supposed to be your master it's just supposed to be a servant that you can take out it's like a tool it's like pulling out your phone when you want to text someone when you want to look up something as an article when you want to call someone when you want to take pictures it's a tool that you use but tools are never the ones with the whips right they're never the ones with the crowns on they're never the ones that are the master you are the master start a spiritual practice and allow yourself to become the master so that you can stop having your mind be the master and you be the slave let's take a couple deep breaths brief breaths a couple deep breaths together breathe in deep hold and breathe out slow breathe in again hold and breathe out slow good last one breathe in slow 
The world isn't moving as fast as you may think. Your mind is just trying to move faster to try and keep up with solving future problems that it's creating and trying to look back on past experiences. Your breath is what will keep you in this moment. Live from this place. Your acceptance will come from this moment and not from some future tool that you use. I love you. We'll talk soon. Thank you.